this is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Fleury, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything about assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Today's Banter Banter has been brought to you by Sign Language. Uh, hey, my name is Robin O. Uh, joining me today, Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello. And Mr. Steve Barkley. Howdy doody. How's the week been? Oh, a little fragmented, but otherwise okay. Wrong. You're supposed to say it's been good so that that's a perfect segue into what we're doing today. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Now forget it. We didn't. You missed rehearsal. <laughs> well, we know segways aren't your strong point anyway, right? So you're just throwing. Well, your listen, ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna take segway class. <laughs> Speaking sure. of segways, well, hey, okay, because uh, I have to tell you guys, I'm excited about today's show. I've been looking forward to this all week because I feel like after the summer we just had, we need this show more than ever. Ryan, tell the fine folks what we're doing today. Today's show is all about good news. Absolutely. No moderately good news. No, certainly no bad news. No questionable news. It's all going to be good news. That's, that's the plan. Yeah, I love this plan. I love it because uh, we've, we're coming out every, every morning I, I wake up and you know it used to be every morning i'd wake up and see what trump would had done that that <laughs> previous day uh and now it's just like what is what's everybody else doing to us this it's either nature it's always something something's always going on but today this is your little bubble of optimism it's going to be all good news fuzzies there's going to be warm and fuzzies up the wazoo yep so put on your pjs and cozy down for some good times Remember that show? It was a good show. I do. Yeah. That'll bite! And they don't make shows like that anymore. Anyways, all right. Well, uh, do we should we should we describe how this thing works? I think everybody knows. We just we've picked a bunch of good news articles. Uh, Steve, do you have a a good news aggregator that you prefer, or do you have you just been like out there hunting? I, I, I've been doing a little bit of hunting, but I mean, I definitely have a, a deep appreciation for the goodnewsnetwork.org. Um, the vast majority of the good news stuff that I get, I get from those guys. Um, but uh, they're not the only one. As a matter of fact, I'm going to lead in with a article from the Huffington Post, which is titled 18 Actually Good Things That Happened in 2020. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Okay, this is I have not I have not heard of this. Uh, so uh, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's All right. So uh, right off the top, they mentioned that uh, Bong Joon-ho made history as the first Korean to win the Best Director Oscar uh, for his film Parasite. That was history making right there. Hmm. And and did you see that movie? I did see that movie. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. I, I really um, did enjoy it. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. I have not seen it though yet. Is it actually about a parasite? Is it like what's the what's the premise of it? Uh, it's about a parasite on society. Hmm, okay, interesting. All right, all right. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Alrighty. 
what else did they say? Uh, Finland, the new, the, in February, Finland's new government uh, announced that they are giving the same parental leave to all parents. So um, you'll be able to uh, have up to 14 months of leave uh, when you have a newborn, uh, which works out to 164 days per parent if you split it. Yeah, it's interesting. Huh. Yeah. It, what, what was also interesting is they mentioned that Sweden provides 480 days. 480, what is that, a year, year and a half? Yeah, year and a half. Wow. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, so, you know, when you when you hear, you know, people talking about, you know, the leave that we've got here, which is, you know, considerably less, and you hear people talking about leave in the U.S., which is non-existent, um, yeah, these uh, Scandinavian countries, they're just all over it. What is the leave here? 15 weeks. What? 15 weeks? That's it? Oof. Yeah, get that kid out and get back to work. Man, that's brutal. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for good for the Scandinavian countries. I it always did seem to have recognizing that a child's most important years are the formative years and it's best to have a parent there. That's right. That's why they're all smarter than us. Yep. So another thing that happened, uh Congo discharged its last Ebola patient. Mm. There are no more Ebola patients being treated in Congo. Really? Uh, the, yeah, they had the uh, second deadliest outbreak in the history of the disease, and they managed to beat it back. And uh, yeah, as of March, they got rid of it. Yeah. That should have got more press. I mean, COVID's been hogging all the headlines, but uh, that's that's a pretty big deal. Like, if it wasn't for COVID, I feel like that would have been a big headline. Yeah, probably, right? I remember when people were talking about the Ebola outbreak, and uh, they were absolutely outraged that um obama had allowed somebody to be flown to atlanta to be treated um it was an american i believe who uh, was uh over there you know helping fight the outbreak and they got infected obama brought them back to america and it was gonna infect all of america and everybody was gonna die and it was all gonna be obama's fault and that person got better <laughs> well, I mean, I remember Ebola for a while. It was it was kind of a scary thing. Like we didn't really know how it could, how easily it could uh, be transmittable, and uh, it was pretty deadly. So it was it was a little bit of scary. It was scary for a little bit, but okay. So great, no more good, good, good on you, Congo. So in South Africa, they were trying to protect uh, rhinos from poachers, so they trained a whole bunch of dogs, including beagles and bloodhounds, amongst other breeds. And they trained them from birth to track down poachers. And as a result, uh, they have managed to save 45 rhinos in South Africa from poachers. Wait, so I, I, I need clarification on this. So do they, so the, the beagles attack the, the, the poachers? Is that, is that what happens? Or what do you mean they hunt them down? Well, they're, they're trained to uh, protect animals from poachers so i'm not exactly sure how that works if they just run around and bark at the the poachers or what but uh i guess they bring a lot of attention to the poachers and uh poachers run away maybe i don't know you know i guess maybe they because i guess the poachers have to be out there and they have to be like camping and stuff to because they're hunting so maybe that's it they they're able to track down the camps and the camps get busted but uh that's yeah that's awesome putting good use to the beagle 
Uh, what else we got here? We've got, uh, well, people around the world rose up to protest police violence and racial injustice uh, in the wake of George Floyd's death, of course. But uh, it didn't just happen in America. It broke out globally. More than 60 countries supported the Black Lives Matter movement, and uh, it got a lot of, a lot of traction. Uh, there were protests in Paris, South Korea, UK, Turkey, New Zealand, and of course, the US all over. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It, it seems like a lot longer uh, that that all happened. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all in 2020. Wow. Well, you want to hear you want to hear one that so really surprised me because I thought it had happened a long time ago, too. Uh, Crayola unveiled new inclusive skin tone crayons. So wow. instead of having one pink one named skin tone, they now have over 40 skin tones. Really? Wow. Yeah. 40? 40. Wow. They call it Colors of the World. Oh, that's cool. The Colors of the World pack. How do they taste, though? That's the important thing. To, I, I, I expect they're just the same. I, I don't okay. Never noticed a difference in the color. Like if you close your eyes, the green tastes just like the orange ones. <laughs> well, that'll be next. You know, they really need to make them flavored. So, uh, well, yeah. do you remember scented markers? Oh. <gasps> Yeah. It smelled like grape or cherry yeah. or whatever they were. You know. yeah. Whatever happened to those? I wonder if those are just a flash in the pan. Too. <laughs> Could be. That's pretty yeah. sweet. Flavored crayons. Okay, what's next? Well, you can tell this is an American-focused uh, publication because uh, they are very excited about the fact that the Supreme Court rejected the Trump's administration effort to end DACA. So you know what DACA is, right? No. Uh, yeah, right. That that's the dreamers thing. The, yeah, exactly. Deferred action for childhood arrivals. They they are often referred to as dreamers. Um, they're children that were uh, born uh, to illegal immigrants while living in the United States, and technically, um, they should qualify for American citizenship. And there was a path to that through DACA, but uh, Trump tried to end it. And the Supreme Court went, uh, it was arbitrary and a capricious violation of the law. Capricious. That's one of the nicer words I've heard to describe. Trump. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Supreme Court also uh, last year ruled that uh, LGBTQ employees are protected by civil rights employment statutes. Uh, six to three ruling. Uh, and... Uh, Employers can no longer just fire somebody for being homosexual or transgender, period. Not allowed. Wait, that just happened in 2020, really? 2020, yeah, yeah. But it uh, it ruled that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 protected them. Interesting wow. thing I find out of that is there were three people who disagreed with making that change. It's like, come on, you guys, it's 2020. Yeah, but, you know, some judges are very, very concerned about being activist judges and, and yeah. you know, overstepping and, and not interpreting the laws, but rather, you know, influencing the laws. So, you know, there's, there's, always, there's always balance to be found. Upside of COVID, uh, thanks to all the stay-at-home orders, orders uh, animal shelters have never been more empty. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have adopted uh, cats and dogs, uh, but they do say that uh, shelter counts are down 24 percent compared to last year so that's that's a lot that is that's good news uh in august the world health organization announced that africa 
is now free from wild polio virus. There's no more polio in Africa. It has been defeated. So we, we wiped out polio in North America back in what the fifties or yeah, fifties, I think, right. Fifties, sixties. Yeah. Somewhere back there. Uh, it's been floating around Africa that entire time. And they finally managed to get the vaccination rates up high enough that it is now gone. Are you and, and, um, that just leaves two countries in the world where there is still polio uh, living out in the wild. And that's now uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan. So if we can get them um, up to speed on uh, polio vaccine, uh, we'll be able to say that polio has been eradicated from the world. Wow. So first of all, I did, I had no idea. I thought polio had been like, I had no idea there was still around in, in other countries. I, that's wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, but I, I somehow I, I think that we're going to have our hands full trying to get people in Afghanistan vaccinated. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Scotland. Scotland became the first country in the world to make period products free. So tampons, uh, pads, they're free for everybody who needs them. Really? Wow. Yeah. Scotland. It just makes, it just makes sense, right? It, it, why why would that not make sense you know half the population needs these things and yeah yeah they should be readily available I, I yeah i don't know why that would be why scotland would be one the only country that's ever done this and uh um i hope it sparks debate in other countries because makes sense to me yeah i wonder I, i'm just curious i'll have to actually check next time in london drugs but i i don't really know how, how expensive all those products are yeah, I'm not um, really sure either. Not buying them a lot myself, but uh, you know. But yeah, I mean, geez, if they're like, up and, well, and for for people who are, you know, below the poverty line, it's uh, sure. yeah, it's probably a an outlay that they would rather not uh, have to deal with. Totally. Uh, COVID was good for another thing. What? Record drop in global carbon emissions. <laughs> yeah, carbon I carbon emissions dropped by about. 2.4 billion tons this year 2.4 billion tons now what do you think that is as a percentage drop from 2019 2.4 billion tons 10 20 you you were closer the first time seven percent wow seven percent Jeez, man see we need to go into lockdown again because just for that like forget covid we just all need to stay home and watch Netflix so that we can fix the planet. Yeah. Wow, but that's crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, we're still having the problems that we are right now. That's, man, just imagine if we hadn't. Yep. And in the States, there was a benefit from having Trump as president. Mm. The 2020 okay. election saw the most voter participation in 120 years. Two thirds of the eligible population voted. It's because of all the dead people that voted, Steve. <laughs> that's right it's, it's just the machines being controlled through the internet by the russians hugo chavez and his shadow cabal yeah 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 that turned out for the election no that's that is excellent i hope that that we uh hopefully our election is like that this year uh or this year this month um yeah hopefully we get a, a good a good turnout because yeah it's, important, the 20th, it's coming important up coming up fast we've only got 12 days left yeah so yeah do, 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 do what else is in here oh yeah great year for space ex exploration 
NASA put a rover, uh, launched a rover to Mars, landed a spacecraft on an asteroid, space shuttle was retired, a SpaceX rocket sent uh, American astronauts to the International Space Station. Um, yeah. And uh, what, China landed a, a rover on Mars? Uh, didn't India land a rover somewhere too? I really? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, I just, the whole space thing doesn't excite me as, as it used to, because I don't know. I just feel like that money should be, we should be fixing things down here before we land stuff. Because didn't we, Ryan, we talked about this a couple, a couple weeks on the show uh, about the International Space Station. Now it's being retired, right? Yeah, because it's, it's crumbling. It's, it's falling apart and it's going to cost way too much to repair it. And so they're either talking about building a new one or I don't know if the Chinese have a station up there as, as well right now. So I don't know if, if they're just going to join forces. I'm not sure where, where they're at or what they're doing. Let's I see. Take them all, glue them all together like Lego. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what the International Space Station really got us as a species. Like, see, this, is, this is the thing. We don't necessarily know what came of all the research there because yep. we're not paying attention to it most of the time all we all we know is that some guy was up there singing major tom right <laughs> but, but there are experiments going on up there sure. every single day all the time and we don't we don't know what the practical results of those are but there yeah there certainly are some we just don't know I, it. yeah i hope so well that's cool and that's not even did what about uh what about what's his face and what's his face what about bezos and uh was that in was that in 2020 or was that in 20 that was this year that was that was this year yeah okay yeah those that's okay i wouldn't count those bozos going up there as <laughs> anything anyways uh in december hundreds of religious leaders called for a ban on conversion therapy religious leaders which is awesome because <laughs> it's religious leaders that have been part of the problem for a long time but uh, they included uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Rabbi Mel Gottlieb, the president of the Academy for Jewish Religion, California, and Reverend Michael May Matthews, president of the Alliance of Baptists. And they stated that we recognize that certain religious teachings have throughout the ages been misused to cause deep pain and offense to those who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex. The commission said in a statement, this must change. That, that's very encouraging. Well, good, good. It's about time, yeah. yeah. And of course, thanks to COVID, the biggest vaccination campaign in history started in November and continues to this day. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's probably going to continue for quite a while. Yeah. So that was, that was out of Huffington Post. A lot, of, a lot of good news right there. True. But there was one that I heard about while I was out fishing with my buddies. Because one of my buddies is named Josh. So this guy named Josh uh, noticed that when he was signing up for stuff online, his name was always taken, always taken. And he thought, you know what? Too many people named Josh. So he decided to send out a Facebook message uh, talking about a Josh Swain fight to dozens of other people named Josh. It was a joke when he started it, but then it went viral. So they picked a location and they decided that they were going to battle it out to the last Josh using poodle noodles for jousts. And uh, as it turns out, a four-year-old Josh Vinson Jr. got a 
plastic trophy and a Burger King crown, which fell over his eyes as soon as he put it on, apparently. Uh, and he was declared the victor. He's the he is the only Josh. There can be only one. I, I actually remember this story. I, I remember reading it when it when it happened. And the funny thing about this is it actually happened during the they actually had this gathering, I think, during the around the middle of covid. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't too long ago and, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, but, but there were masks and stuff. It was all safe. But yeah, it was it was a pretty it's one of those situations where it's like it feels good to have the Internet. Like it's just one of those things that couldn't have ever happened pre-Internet. And it was just kind of a fun and of thing of people coming together and it was cute. And yeah, I, I, yeah, it was a good. That's a good story. I like that. The other great thing about that event was they used it as a food drive. So they got people to bring food in and they donated all the food to the food bank of Lincoln. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, because I think originally it started because this Josh Swain. Yeah. yeah. At first, he challenged all the other Josh Swains. It was going to be just like a Josh Swain duel. But then they opened it up to like all Joshes were eligible to come and join. And yeah, so that's cool. where you had like, yeah, all the all the Joshes jousting with uh, pool noodles. Yeah, they they had some video of the of the event and stuff. It was, it was pretty funny. I'll try to uh, I'll try to find a, a link to that actually and include it in the show notes because uh, people should should watch that, check it out. It's cute. It's a warm and fuzzy moment indeed, of twenty twenty. Going going over to the Good News Network here. New tr- new cancer treatments may be on the horizon thanks to success in mRNA vaccine trial. So basically, as you as you might know. The mRNA vaccines basically work by tricking your body into thinking, you know, hey, here's this foreign body in here that we need to uh, deal with. So in the case of COVID, uh, they focus on this particular spike protein that the COVID um, uh, virus uses to get into the cells. And by training the body to recognize this spike protein, anytime that spike protein shows up, you know, for example, on a virus, your body just goes to town and beats the hell out of it. Well, they've basically done the exact same thing for uh, specific aggressive cancers. And what they do is they take, um, they take some samples, they, they use that sample to make basically a custom mRNA vaccine for that specific cancer in your body and they, they give you the vaccine and boom. So uh, this, this woman, uh, Molly Cassidy, um, she uh, was diagnosed with head and neck cancer. Uh, she went through surgery, she went through chemotherapy, um, but 10 days after finishing her chemo, they found another bump on her collarbone. The virus was, was back already. Later, they found it had spread from, from her uh, ear all the way to her lungs, and they basically told her, well, you know, you might want to you might want to get your affairs in order. Um, so she was uh, told that she was eligible to join this clinical trial that uh, was at the University of Arizona, and uh, she received uh, nine vaccine doses paired with an immunotherapy drug. And uh, by twenty seven weeks, uh, she had no cancer. It was gone. Uh, wait, so she received nine vaccines. Like, are we talking like the COVID vaccine or are we just are, like, no, just, we're talking oh, about an mRNA vaccine tailored wow. to her cancer. Wow. Yeah. 
So it's, wow. I mean, this is, this is, this is massive, right? This is uh, a, a cancer that would not have been considered survivable even a year ago. And uh, now there, that this could be the way of the future, tailored wow. mRNA vaccines for specific uh, cancers. Wow. So, so the, the, um, again, uh, the, this is based on a specific protein that's in those cancer cells. So they put that protein into the mRNA vaccine, boom, your body attacks it and doesn't attack other cells. It just goes after the cancer cells. So they're uh, currently doing phase one clinical trials for metastatic melanoma, uh, GI tract cancer, colorectal cancer, pancreatic and ovarian cancer, and non-small cell lung cancer. Um, you know, I, I think mm. back to my neighbor, Mahendi, who passed away a few years ago uh, of pancreatic cancer. Um, this might have saved his life. Yeah. Well, and this is pretty close to being approved. I think they said within the next five years, it, it could be available to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if it's in, if it's in phase one trials right now, uh, you know, it's probably a few years out yet, but yeah, yeah, it could be could be available. Wow. That would be the universe at work if, if, you know, because of COVID, we develop this technology that ends up curing cancer. Oof. Well, let's just say it will cure cancer. We'll still die of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or a heat wave or That's right. tidal wave Locusts. or hurricane <laughs> or earthquake. <laughs> Asteroid will hit us. Yeah. This is a good news show. Stay positive, everybody. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? When all of that else is going on, we'll still be able to eat tuna. You know yeah. why? No. Because after decades of fishing quotas, four tuna species are considered recovered. Oh, no way. Yeah. So uh, let me see here. Which, uh, How did we do that? What are we talking about? So you get a tuna casserole and you get a tuna casserole. <laughs> right. You get a tuna casserole. Okay, so uh, Atlantic bluefin tuna has been moved from endangered to least concern. Uh, Southern bluefin tuna has been moved from critically endangered to endangered. Albacore tuna uh, have both been, oh, and yellowfin tuna have both been moved from near threatened to least concern. And albacore, that's what we uh, fish for off, off our coast here. And then Pacific bluefin tuna uh, improved from vulnerable to near threatened. So all of these are on the road to improvement as opposed to dying off. Because I remember it wasn't that long ago that people were saying Atlantic blue, bluefin tuna is going to be extinct. Um, you know, those are, uh, if you ever watched uh, the show Wicked Tuna, that's what they're fishing for is the Atlantic bluefin tuna, big, mm. big, big tuna. Um, Pacific bluefin tuna. Um, they're, they're sometimes, some of the guys who fish for the albacore off our coast uh, occasionally hook one. And that's how you lose all your gear because they're, they're big. <laughs> they, they, just, they just strip your line. <laughs> you, you know you've got one because you just don't have anything on your reel anymore. What, so does it say anything like, how did we do this? Did we just, did just people clued in and just left, left them alone and yeah, or, fishing quotas. They, they, they said you can only catch X amount of this fish period. And there's been enough compliance to that, that, uh, that they're starting to come back. 
Well, excellent. See, there you go, people. If you just listen to quotas, leave stuff alone, it'll come back. You just got to stop interfering and poaching stuff. Yeah, there was, uh, when was this posted? This was posted in September, uh, September 5th. And as they were posting that, states and others were gathering at the IUCN World Conservation Congress in Marseille, France, to work towards binding targets that will increase and maintain biodiversity across the planet. Nice. I'm glad people are, I'm glad there's somebody working on this stuff. Makes yep. me feel better. Yeah. But that's, that is good news. Yeah. I good think news so. For, uh, good news for all you subway people that enjoy uh, tuna, <laughs> tuna subs. Oh, wait, I guess that's not real tuna, is it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's um, albacore. Really? I thought I heard that, that it wasn't subway in hot water not long ago because they actually did like DNA testing of their tuna sandwiches and it turned out that there was no tuna in their tuna. Really? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, Google, do me a favor, just humor me. Google Subway and tuna and, I don't know, lawsuit or something. Oh, yeah, it comes right up, a tuna scandal. <laughs> Subway's tuna okay. is not tuna, but a mixture of various concoctions. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so it's a lawsuit. Yeah. People are angry about their tuna. Subway, this is, uh, let's see, where is this from? This is from the Washington Post. Washington Post says, Subway describes its tuna sandwich as freshly baked bread layered with flaked tuna blended with creamy mayo, then topped with your choice of crisp, fresh veggies. It's a description designed to activate the salivary glands and separate you from your money. It's also fiction. Uh, lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court for Northern District of California complaint alleges the ingredients billed as tuna for the chain sandwiches and wraps contain absolutely no tuna. Subway says the claims are without merit. The tuna sold <laughs> at the chain is wild caught, which is how the vast majority of tuna is harvested. Only a tiny percentage of bluefin and yellowfin tuna is farmed. Uh, the star ingredient, according to the lawsuit, is made from anything but tuna. Based on independent lab tests and multiple samples taken from subway locations in California, the tuna is a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by defendants to imitate the appearance of tuna. Uh, they declined to say exactly what ingredients the lab test revealed. We found <laughs> that the ingredients were not tuna and not fish, the attorney said in an email. Whoa. Post. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> Interesting. interesting it's not even the right species like yeah that that's a problem wow but yeah it's crazy right like but who hey looks look, maybe we have all of this maybe we have subway to thank for all of this maybe they're the reason why the tuna are coming back is because they were like you know what let's just put fake let's just put cat food in here no one will ever know the difference and uh we save some tunas According to Subway, tuna is one of our most popular sandwiches. Our restaurants receive pure tuna, mix it with mayonnaise, and serve it on fresh-made sandwich to our guests. And then later, Subway spokesman Maggie Truax issued a statement that read, these baseless accusations threaten to damage our franchisees, small business owners who work tirelessly to uphold the high standards that Subway sets for all its products, including its tuna. Given the facts, the lawsuit constitutes a reckless and improper attack on Subway's brand and goodwill and on the livelihood of its California franchisees. Indeed, there is no basis in law or fact for the plaintiff's claims, which are frivolous and are being pursued without adequate investigation. 
but it sounds like this, you know, that's a frustrating thing about lawsuits. Like basically, like, I don't know, how do you, how do you hide behind that? Like they, they went, they got a bunch of tuna subs from your, from your store, did some tests on it and there's no tuna in it. And how can you contest that to be like, nah, yep. is so. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They, they, they just reminded me too of, uh, uh, the, uh, issue that they ran into in Ireland because uh, their bread doesn't meet the definition of bread in Ireland. <laughs> what? It's, got, it's got too much sugar in it, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. And I had Subway for lunch today. Well, you know what? It was it, yummy. It was probably great. It was great. I love, was... I love Subway. Yeah, I listen. I don't care what they say. I'll still order the tuna because I believe it is tuna. I, yeah, and I don't even like tuna, so it doesn't affect me at all. So I don't even have a dog in this fight. But uh, uh, but I'm ha- like, listen, I'm happy. It's I, I think it's good news all around. Subway is still delicious, and the tuna are coming back. So both qualify for good news as far as I'm concerned. What's next? Okay, have you heard about Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters getting into a online uh, drum battle with an 11 year old girl? Yeah, I actually watched this a few days ago. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. Have you Have you heard the uh, the song that he wrote for? I did. Yeah, I listened to that today. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to post that in the show notes. The, the okay. Song. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, eleven year old girl started calling about saying, "Ah, you know." Next thing you know, Dave Grohl's firing back at her online, and she's firing back at him, and they had a good little back and forth. I guess they must have gone back and forth a number of times. And yeah, then, they went back two or three times, and he actually called her up on stage, and she came out on stage and actually played to Everlong, which is a song by Foo Fighters, and mm-hmm. rocked it like an amazing eleven-year-old drummer. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. I love Dave Grohl. So then he 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 gathered his uh, daughters together as backup singers, and he wrote a song for her as well. Yeah, that's right. Which was really cool. Yeah, Dave Grohl is such a great guy. And he such just, a talented musician. He's yeah, he's amazing. He just comes off as super nice in anything that he does, right? Yeah, he really does. Yeah, you know, you sort of expect that, you know, one of these days it'll come out that he's secretly kicking puppies in a back room or something. I don't know. I don't think so. I think, yeah, I, he seems awful nice. Like, he's probably the nicest rock star that there's, that I can remember. Like, I don't, I like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, like all the classic, like Bowie. Bowie seems like he was a weirdo. You know, Jagger, Jagger is pain in the ass. It's got to be a pain in the ass. Like a lot of these guys are <laughs> talented, but like honestly, you would not probably want to go for a beer with them, and probably wouldn't get along with them. If you had to Who like, knows? Who knows that- stuck in a hotel room for a weekend with one of them, you'd probably end up killing them. I don't know. I hear, I hear Keith Richards is pretty cool. Ah, uh, really? I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy that like. He's going to set the hotel room on fire because he falls asleep or passes out with a cigarette in his fingers, drops it on the couch. No, no, Rob, Rob, that's, that's just not going to happen. Everybody knows that right now we should be planning for what kind of world we're going to leave behind for Keith Richards because he's going to move <laughs> all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, whoever thought Charlie Watts would go first. Yeah, indeed. Mm. All right. What else we got here? Um, Another one from the Good News Network. The cure for osteoarthritis could be no further than the end of your nose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it turns out as we develop, you know, from, from a fetus, 
and we develop all that cartilage, the yeah. cartilage in our nose has adaptive capacity or plasticity. And the cartilage that grows in our knees loses this and, of course, can get worn out over time. And same for our hips and, you know, any other place that we've, we've got, um, you know, the potential to get arthritis. But our noses will heal. So what they found is they can take these cells out of your nose, grow them in a lab, create a cartilage layer, and then implant it. And Bob's your uncle, no more osteoarthritis. No way. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool too. Is that, so is osteoarthritis pretty much the same as just, that's just like arthritis? Is that just is it the same thing? Well, it, it's, uh, uh, I, know there's I, I believe, I believe it specifically refers to, uh, um, arthritis in your knees, but, oh, okay. uh, um, I, I could be wrong on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's basically when the cartilage layer wears down, you start grading bone on bone. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope I don't get that. Hmm. Well, that's good. Excellent. I'm all for that. Wait, so if you, does your nose grow back? Like, wait, what does that mean? Like, so wait, so the cartilage in your nose grows back? Uh, I imagine. I mean, they've only got to take enough of it so that they can culture it, right? Right. Yeah. So even if it didn't, I don't think they'd have to take a great deal of, uh, uh of the uh, cells to do it, but, uh, I could be wrong. Don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your, your knees are great, but your nose falls apart. <laughs> I don't know. Don't you ever feel like that sometimes where you're just like, I, I really don't even know how my body works. I don't even know what's possible. Yeah. Yeah. We're, know. we're in ownership of this amazing thing. It's amazing piece of natural technology, our bodies. And we don't even really know how it works or how, yeah, just we know nothing. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, you know, RTFM, but nobody gave <laughs> the manual. That's right. We lost the manual. It's like the greatest American hero. <laughs> this one I was really pleased to come across because uh, my doctor has uh, been raking me over the coals for my cholesterol levels. Yep. I've got high cholesterol but I've got a mix of the good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, both of which is, are high. So there's different schools of thought. Some, some schools of thought say, hey, you know, as long as the ratio is good, that's all fine. Others think, no, if you've got bad cholesterol, you, you still want to get the bad cholesterol down. And that's, that's the camp that my doctor's in. So um, I've, I've been looking around at different things that will help reduce cholesterol. And the only, the only thing that I've seen that's been clinically proven to reduce cholesterol is um, uh, whey powder. Whey powder has been shown to, to help reduce cholesterol. But uh, there is now a study out from the University of Georgia, and they have found that pecans can dramatically reduce cholesterol. So they saw an average drop. So they had three different groups. They had... Uh, uh, a, a control group. They had a um, uh, a group that they fed uh, 68 grams or about 470 calories of pecans a day to the regular diet. Uh, a second group substituted uh, pecans for a similar amount of calories, and then there was the control group that didn't have any any pecans. And uh, after eight weeks. Uh, the groups that had uh, eaten the pecans had lowered their uh, 
LDL cholesterol on average, uh, 5%, which is, that's significant over the course of eight weeks, two, wow. two months, two months worth of pecans and you're down by 5%. So would pecan so, pie count. So yes, it would. Yeah, so absolutely. guess what? Guess what's on my desk now? They will, they will bag of pecans. Yes. But are they salted or are they plain? They are plain. boy. <laughs> I was oh. very tempted to get salted. You know, you can also get ones that are done in brown sugar. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Also, also yeah. tempting. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think, I think pecan pie, I think that's got to be part of my diet from now on. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. We are really starting to, I'm so relieved. Like we're starting to figure out some of these diseases, some of these problems, like we've cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. It's all I've ever heard my whole life, cholesterol. And uh, yeah. It's, well, we've uh, relied on the medical experts for so many years, right? But naturopaths have been yeah. touting for years the healing remedies of food, mm-hmm. natural foods. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, mm. Well, look, well, yeah. we have take on turmeric now, right? Every, everything's got turmeric in it now because it's yeah. a nat- natural anti-inflammatory. Really? Mm. Well, but at the end of the day, like even, well, yeah, no, I guess so. No, I Doritos guess- aren't going to heal you. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Just got to find the right natural path. <laughs> those dill pickle Doritos. There's a lot of there's a lot of therapeutic value in the a big bag of those intense dill pickle Dorito chips. Let me tell you. No. We feel better. Okay. So last year, uh, 30, 32 year old Dasha Kelly. Uh, she was a uh, car dealer in Vegas uh, and she lost her job because of, you know, COVID. Uh, she was, she was facing eviction. Uh, she couldn't pay her rent. She'd sold everything that she could, she could sell. She, she apparently uh, as of uh, Tuesday was down to a couch. It was one of the last, last pieces of furniture that she owned. She started on Monday, last Monday night. She started a GoFundMe campaign hoping to raise $2,000 to cover the back rent she owned. Guess how much money she's got now? Uh, $40,000. No. Uh, $60,000? Oh, wow. Strangers ponied up $200,000 for this poor woman. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how that happened. If it went viral or what what mm. happened, but apparently CNN got hold of it. They were they were on site to tell her how much money that she'd raised, and um, yeah. So yeah, she's she's sitting pretty. So it just goes to show you, if you run into trouble, <laughs> go fund me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that story. Like, I'm conflicted about that story. Like, because on the one hand, I, like on the one hand, yeah, it's incredible news. It's great news, and it's a feel good story. But at the same time, it's just like. But it's it. But isn't that like a symptom of a systemic problem that we have in our society, where people, some people are just like living on that poverty line? Isn't isn't a better solution to actually try to figure out how to make life better for everybody, as opposed to if you happen to be lucky enough to go viral with your GoFundMe and, and get lots of money? It's great for her, but I don't know how many other people are in. Uh, oh, yeah, there's probably probably boat. plenty of people in similar situations. No. Yeah. no question. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be a buzzkill, but yeah, you're you're uh, you're just not accepting the news. This is good news, man. No, I know, I know. It is good news. It's great news for Holly. Great, excellent. You're buying beer, Dasha, Holly. Dasha, Dasha Kelly. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dasha. Uh, but uh, 200 grand. 
that's, 200 grand. That's life changing. That is life changing. Yeah. yeah. That's in, yeah. in Vegas. That's like stop renting. Go get yourself a house, lady. Just don't take it to the casino and blow it. Well, I don't think that's her issue. She's a dealer. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, you got inside knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Ready for the last one? I'm ready. Dum, dum, dum. Another one from the Good News Network. Okay. A young Irishman uh, may have uh, taken a nice step towards solving our little microplastic problem. So, you know, we've got microplastic all over the planet now, right? Plastics Uh, break down into smaller and smaller particles. Those particles have been found everywhere, like everywhere, even down the bottom of the Marianas Trench. They're now finding micro microplastics and uh you know it gets it gets washed off our clothes it, it gets you know it comes from you know packaging that's broken down over time it's just um it's it's a huge problem animals take it in we take it in we we eat actually a startling amount of plastic uh is it mentioned in this article here uh i'm not gonna remember how much Plastic was, but somewhere I read an article that mentioned how much plastic the average person eats every every year without recognizing it, and it, it'll, oh, it'll surprise you. That's terrible. Anyways, Not good news. So what he did is he mixed magne- magnetized iron oxide and vegetable oil, and he created what is essentially a liquid magnet. So the I guess the oil binds with the plastic. And the iron oxide makes it removable with a magnet. So you basically turn it around, suck your microplastics out of there, ba-boom. Uh, how, would they, how would they use this stuff? Like what could you... Well, the article those? I read wasn't real clear on it. Um, it, didn't, it didn't say how they were going to use it. But uh, basically, I guess you circulate water through this fluid and the plastics get picked up by the oil and then you remove the uh, the oil the, or the ferrofluid the oil iron mixture with uh, with a magnet that's cool that's very that's cool like microplastics well well done that yeah. just goes to show you and that's out of ireland that's like a kid in ireland came up with this tell you well good on you laddie yeah indeed um yeah, well, hopefully they can apply it to the ocean, like some way, because I feel like that's a real big problem with the ocean, because that's where it is. It's getting into our food supply through the ocean, right? Like, because it's all yeah, yeah, it's getting in, into it's the in. ocean, and then it's all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they've they've uh, apparently they are adapting it for, or they're trying to adapt it for home use, so that it would be on the outflow of a of a house. Uh, yeah. Uh, water treatment plants and yeah. also boats. Well, good. I, I, cause I do, I, one of my new year's resolutions was to reduce the amount of microplastic that I eat uh-huh. uh, on a daily basis. So this could be good news. No more subway oh. for you. Yeah. There goes the pop tarts. <laughs> Wait, there's no microplastics in pop tarts. All the packaging. Sure. There Take is. That back. Take it back. Amanda retraction. Um, <laughs> the sprinkles. So, okay. So to sum up so far, okay. So in the good news show, we have, so potentially cure for cancer, Ebola cured, polio cured, except for Afghanistan and Pakistan. Uh, Dave Grohl is pretty cool. And uh, we've got, we're getting this microplastic thing under control and uh, pecans are good for cholesterol. And Subway tuna is tuna according to Subway. (laughs) 
uh, and, and also I, we're going to get a lot more tuna because tuna species are recovering. I'm going to side on the on the side of science with this whole subway versus the scientists dilemma. I don't believe it's subway versus the scientists. It's I, that that's what they're claiming, but I I think I find it very difficult to believe that subway would defend themselves against this by saying that it is tuna if it is not tuna. <laughs> because that would just come back to bite them straight in the ass. I bet it actually is too, man. Whatever testing these guys did was just hack testing. Well, and really, in order to call something, let's say tuna, doesn't only have to meet a, a minimum spec, right? So 2% of it is actual tuna, so they can call it tuna? Uh, or does it know. have to be 100% tuna to be called tuna? Well, I, just, I don't know. They, the, only, the only thing that they... I know they referred to it as flaky. <laughs> fresh and flaky tuna. So maybe that... I don't know. I, yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on this story, clearly, <laughs> and uh, we will update everybody on the next good news show. Alrighty, but that's uh, that's that is some good news. Twenty twenty wasn't as big of a CF as we maybe thought it was. Some good stuff coming out of there. Just have to know where to look for it. Oops, so here's here's an update. Here's an update on the yeah. tuna fiasco. Okay, uh, the New York Times. Uh, tested more than 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches from California locations. Yeah. And they found no evidence of tuna DNA. So that's the, uh, that tends to, yeah, that I tend to believe that. And honestly, like, let's, uh, this is good because the tuna are coming back. Like, let's leave them alone for a little while. Nobody even noticed. If the New York Times hadn't done that, everyone would still be enjoying their, quote, tuna subs. And they, they don't even have any tuna in it anyways. And so I, I feel like that's fine. I feel like it's fine. I feel like we should just let it lie. Just let Subway keep doing what they're doing. Let's keep, let the tuna come back 10 well, years. No, no, we need to know what that tuna is made up of if it's not tuna. As long as it's not microplastics. Okay, so hang on, hang on. <laughs> the lab spokesman added, there's two conclusions. One, it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification or we got some and there's just nothing in there that's tuna. When tuna is cooked, its DNA becomes denatured, meaning that test results could be inaccurate due to the change, the New York Times added. Hmm. And uh, Inside Edition similarly commissioned a lab study in February using tuna from three Subway stores in Queens, New York. Their results concluded that the chain does use real tuna. <laughs> what? Oh, man, this is getting muddy now. So the jury's out. I guess so. I don't know. But maybe we should conduct our own uh, study about uh, maybe pizza subs. Just I think I you, really you like do the pizza, pizza subs, subs. I'll, uh, I'll get the tuna. All right. Yeah, fair enough. We'll do a or, bunch of research. Or the Subway Club that they no longer make, which makes me so angry. Eating nothing but Subway for a week and see what happens, <laughs> which we've done before. But anyway, but you know, it's funny we're talking about Subway and just, I know right, we have to wrap up because we're running out of time, but, uh, but I did read, just read an article about there's some TikTok videos of Subway workers going around where they're, they were showing sort of what goes on behind the scenes uh, at Subway, and it showed that all the vegetables are actually really are fresh. Like it was a viral video that was actually positive uh, about Subway, and and uh, the 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 veggie prep was all like chopping fresh vegetables, and it's all it's all good stuff. I have one more good news story that's AT related. Ooh, oh yeah! Before we go, yeah. um, Vespero, the company that owns Freedom Scientific, Enhanced Vision, and Optolac everybody else um they have jaws for windows for kiosks 
and oh. they have now come into an agreement with McDonald's in the US. So the self-serve kiosks, you'll be able to walk up to, plug in your headset and have Jaws start talking to you. So you'll be able to independently order your meal. Oh, that is excellent. That is excellent. It's about yep. goddamn time. Talking kiosks, finally. Well, and you know what they need to do is they need to set those up too for things like the self-serve checkouts at grocery stores. Like yep. all the kiosk things. Yeah, they all need to be to have that ability for sure. So hopefully that's a first step in that. That was a good one. Yeah, it's been around for a couple of years now. I know it's in, I think, some hotels and maybe some airports already. But Excellent. Good job at McDonald's. Once again, driving the football forward in terms of we've got spicy nuggets now. I know people were disappointed that they weren't at the McPizzas, but you know what? We got talking kiosks, so you ain't so bad. All right. Well, is that it? Are we? That's it. That's all the good news for one that we can handle for one day. I next can't week, take no more. It's next week, positive. Next week, it'll be back to normal. But for now, enjoy your warm and fuzzies. If you've got high cholesterol, go out there, get some pecans. Uh, and uh, I don't know whether you go to Subway and you may or may not get tuna on your sub. We don't know. We haven't figured that out, but we'll keep you posted. It's tuna. Hey, Ryan. Rob. Uh, where can people find us? They can find us at atbanter.com. Hey, they can also drop us an email if they so desire at cowbell at atbanter.com. And if they're so inclined and want to jump down that rabbit hole, they can join us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hey, maybe we should use the uh, AT Banter Twitter account to like tag the official Subway account and just ask them, just be like straight up, do, uh, is there tuna in your subs, in your tuna subs? <laughs> want to be specific because it'll be like, of course. Or just start a hashtag. Uh, maybe hashtag Mo Tuna. <laughs> uh, all right, fellas. Well, that was this was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. I feel much better about the state of the world as we enter into our evening. We'll do it again in six months or so when we need it once again when the world's on fire, or who knows? Who even Rob, knows what's going to happen? No backsliding. I mean, good news network. Good, good news, news episode. Awesome. That's going to be awesome. So in six months, we'll do it again because everything will be awesome. And uh, yeah, until then, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me and making me feel much better. And uh, we will see everybody next week. Bye. Yeah. This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 